0: Rise and shine, baseball fans! It's time once again for a fresh dose of Major League Baseball analysis with the newest community in the game. Bringing together fans from all around the world, from their broadcast headquarters in beautiful Southern California, It's Kenny. If you're not watching Shohei Otani, the man is just doing special things on the baseball field. Like I said, almost looking non-human at times. It's Nika.
1: Is Aaron Judge, number 99, going to be able to drag the Yankees to the playoffs?
0: This is the Kanika Baseball Podcast. Okay, and good morning once again, everybody, and welcome back to the Kanika Baseball Podcast, the only podcast where we talk Cubs, Mariners, Padres, and whatever team Otani is playing for, and not necessarily always in that order. I am joined, as always, by my beautiful co host and lovely wife, Nika. Good morning, Nika.
1: Good morning, Kenny. Maybe we should give it a good shout out to our new and returning listeners. Welcome.
0: Welcome to the September editions of the Kanika Baseball Podcast. For those of you who are new to the show, we are on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here from beautiful Southern California. And this is our midweek update show. And, well, we're just going to get into it with the uh, Cubs. What are they singing over there in Wrigleyville right now, Nika? Go, Cubs, go. And and what else are they singing over there in Wrigley, Nika?
1: It was awesome.
0: I'm, I'm referring to the big moment of the game, which was in the seventh inning. And Christopher Morel came up and he just has this knack, I think, for delivering in big moments in big games for the Cubs.
1: I think he's a showman. He likes the spotlight.
0: He does a little bit, yeah. you know, but you it need guys awesome. like that on your team that embrace that because let's face it, there are going to be a lot more spotlight moments to come, not just this year, but probably for the future of this Cubs team. Yeah. So they found a, an interesting player in Christopher Morrell.
1: They definitely did. And I hope he stays with the Cubs. He's a homegrown cubby.
0: He definitely is. He sort of, if if you don't know, willed his way onto this team because He hit 11 home runs in the minor leagues and like a a ridiculous amount of games early on in the season. And then the Cubs kind of had no choice but to call him up, which they did. And once he got called up, then he had that enormous tear. What do you have like 12 home runs in his first like 15 games or
1: something? Yeah, then he cooled off a little bit.
0: Cooled off a lot. However, he's managed to keep his batting average up around 250, 260. And like I said, he keeps coming up with these clutch moments in the games now. And he's a gamer. You know, and like I said, you—they need guys like that on this team. I also want to point out that, say, a Suzuki now uh, is just lighting the world on fire. <laughs> Cubs sat him down at the beginning of August for a minute, and it seems to have really paid off. I don't know if that was just a a rest to get his legs under him again, but they did make some hitting adjustments, too. Imagine that.
1: He's finally comfortable with the Cubs. It takes a long time to get acclimated. New home team, new environment, new culture. Takes time.
0: It absolutely does. This was a big win for the Cubs because they came from behind at home. They scored six runs in that seventh inning, by the way, and went on to win 11-8. to But they had gone down three to zip early in the game and then put up a four spot in the third inning to take a 4-3 to lead. And then they gave the lead back up in the sixth, only to turn around and, and capture it right back in the seventh that's the resiliency and the composure of a, a playoff team that you like to see you know they didn't give up and they got a big win at home Wrigley was rocking they their offense is really in a good spot right now their lineup with Nico and and Bellinger e. Hab. Candyland Candyman Ian Happ Candelario if you don't know and I'm forgetting uh, Lieutenant Dan Lieutenant oh, B Swanson so I, they just have this like a really strong lineup of Of talent now and well the playoffs and uh, the down the stretch is going to be interesting because I think the Cubs kind of are the I don't mean to use a pun here but they are kind of the wild card team in the race right now
1: they definitely weren't uh, expected to be where they at this season
0: no I would say that that is true and the Cubs have a really good farm system still by the way so they do We'll, we'll see what they're able to do. Uh, a lot of teams are starting to manage their rosters better, so the Cubs are not alone in that. Well, it's exciting. It's not so exciting for Seattle these days. We talked last week and again on Monday about the road trip that they are on right now, a 10-game road trip at the New York Mets, uh, which they lost two out of three. And now at Cincinnati, they've lost the first two. They lost the game last night which they should have won being up six to three in the seventh inning or eighth inning and and Cincinnati came back put up a three spot in the eighth to tie it and won on a walk-off homer seven to six despite Julio Rodriguez having a two home run game he now has 27 on the season which is just crazy uh he's got 3 home runs in the last two games, but that it's not enough to get it done. And Seattle's in a really bad spot here. If you'll remember, they had come back and taken the lead in the division and that is now gone. Houston is a game above them after winning the first two in Texas. Also, this sucks cuz this was a golden opportunity for Seattle. Despite having played poorly this weekend in New York, they were still in first place and with the Astros and Rangers playing each other, it was a great opportunity for them to win a couple She's games here and and control their own fate and unfortunately well they're not in first place anymore and texas is still right on their heels because they're only a game behind seattle but boy texas for the first time all season and in a long time is not in the wild card picture
1: yeah it's odd to see texas being under the wild card standings and toronto being in it Just for a day, at least for a day.
0: Yeah, the AL has turned into the NL because the Mariners, the Blue Jays, and the Rangers are now separated by just one game, all three teams. Uh, The Mariners have a half-game lead, Toronto is holding on to the last playoff spot, and Texas is now a half-game out. Boston and New York, Yankees, a little bit of a drop-off there, so we're, we're not really counting them as being in it right now yeah that's not to say that they can't have a mini streak and get right back in it but not holding my breath however texas being on the outside looking in is you know it it jumps out at you and it's a bit surprising that it happened so quickly you know
1: i think it's the astros coming up hot
0: they're a weird team to me they did get swept by the mariners recently at home and i feel like they are up and down a little bit and right now the astros are certainly up at the
1: right time too Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to stay there uh, or Mariners are not going to come back and whoop their ass at some point.
0: That doesn't look like it right now, but Seattle has a three-game losing streak. So that's obviously not how they wanted to start this road trip because it's only going to get tougher. They have one more in Cincinnati today and then they head to Tampa Bay tomorrow. And they have a four-game weekend series with the Rays in Tampa Bay. The Rays are hanging on you know we were talking last night that it seems like the Wander franco news has sort of all but dissipated
1: definitely saddled yeah it's not being talked about it so nobody has a little chip on their shoulders when they have to play
0: right Nobody's i feel like them. the only people that are really feeling his absence now are the rays and they've been resilient yeah. and they've managed to like go six and four in this stretch of their last 10 games at least and they're staving off boston they are putting the fork into the Red Sox. The Red Sox are battling hard down there. They won one of the first games on Monday night, but Tampa Bay with the win last night, and it was 8-6, to six, by the way. Kenley Jansen blew a save. The Rays came back and scored three in the 11th. We had had extras down there. Like I said, the Red Sox are playing tough, but I think they're not going to make it. Five games back. It's a long journey to go on September 6th. Yeah. Okay. Before we move on to our big segment of the day, I just really wanted to quickly update everyone on on the standings and some of the key races going on around baseball. Milwaukee has split so far with the Pirates and the Cubs have won the first two against the Giants. So they've drawn within two and a half games of the Brewers. So it's certainly within striking distance. and, And one of the few divisions in all of baseball that is within striking distance the aforementioned al west as we talked about is now separated at the top by just two games houston because they won the first two games against the rangers they were tied monday now have a two-game lead on the rangers seattle because they dropped those two games has fallen into second place they're a game behind houston and as we said texas is in third two games behind houston one game back of seattle in the wild card picture, before we go on to the wild card, just really quick, want to say Baltimore has a three and a half game over Tampa Bay. So while that is certainly within striking distance for the Rays, I do expect Baltimore to hang on and win the AL East. Minnesota is just punishing Cleveland, by the way. So I think any hopes Terry Francona had of the playoffs are slowly dwindling away. They are now seven games back in the Central. Yikes.
1: I don't think uh, acquiring uh, Lucas Giolito is helping Cleveland at the moment. He might be the bedlock charm for every team he's been on so far.
0: Yeah. And tossing up meatballs, like ooh.
1: it was tough to watch yesterday.
0: Okay, well, I'm gonna stay in the AL really quick and just go over the wild card numbers. As we said, Tampa Bay is in the driver's seat. They have a seven-game lead in the wild card right now the mariners have a half a game lead over toronto toronto has now snu- as we, we talked about this on monday too toronto is playing the a's right now and because texas dropped those two games to houston toronto's managed to sneak into the final wild card spot and texas has fallen to a half game out so that's the latest and greatest with the ao wild card and as we said the rangers are on the outside looking in as of this morning okay Moving down to the NL wildcard, uh, the Phillies, they lost 8 to nothing last night in San Diego. And we got a funny story about that, actually, to get to later. So they drop and the Cubs gain a game. So the Cubs have fallen to a game and a half back of the Phillies. Now, this is important because the top two wildcard teams will face each other in the first round. The final wildcard team will play the division winner with the the least records, which would right now be the Brewers. So if the playoffs started today, we would have Brewers Reds in the first round and Cubs Phillies. Now the reason why this is so important is because the winner of the wild card, the the top team in the wild card will have home field advantage against the second wild card team. So you're talking about a, a series either being in Philadelphia or in Chicago at Wrigley, the Cubs certainly would rather have that series at Wrigley. Now, ultimately, the Cubs would just rather win the division and, and not have this be a factor. And and then they would play at home against the Reds. So, as of today, at least. This can all change. As we said, uh, Miami and Arizona are a half game. Okay, I got ahead of myself here. Okay. Now, the wild card is a little bit tighter than in the AL, as in there's more teams Involved. The Reds are hanging on to that final spot as we said, but Miami is now a half a game out. Arizona is one game out, and San Francisco, because they've been losing to the Cubs, is two games out. So we got ourselves a big race here, but it's good to see the Cubs and Phillies have a little bit of separation. I think it's gonna really come down to a battle for that final wild card spot. So that's that.
1: If the Mariners get swept today by the Reds, Reds gain, Mariners fall even further.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because they're definitely affecting each other, but but in different divisions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how everything changes so fast.
0: It it does change fast. It's like I said, I think it's going to start changing less frequently in the NL because no one can catch the Cubs right now. Like it'll take at least three games. Yeah. Like the Cubs would have to lose three in a row and the Reds would have to win three in a row right now to pass the Cubs, you know? So that's, you know, when you look at, like, how the, the schedule works and stuff, that just doesn't happen a lot. The odds of the Cubs losing three straight right now are are not high. They, they can't be high.
1: Well, they they could
0: potentially. Of course they could. But, but I'm just saying, not- I don't feel like it's a high probability. You know, like, when you look at, the records of teams everybody wins some and loses some i think you understand what i'm saying it's not just one loss today is not going to change the nl standings very much with those top two wildcard teams right now with philadelphia and the cubs but with the reds and miami and arizona it absolutely could change today (laughs) so it most likely will okay well we have we have a lot of stuff to get to um but one of the first things we wanted to get kind of over and done with was the news surrounding Julio Urias on the Dodgers. If you haven't heard by now, Urias was arrested Sunday night in Beverly Hills on, at the time, I guess it was suspicion of physical abuse to his spouse.
1: Yeah, some kind of a domestic violence.
0: Some kind of domestic violence. He has since been charged with a felony. uh, which is a big deal. And one of the things I wanted to point out was the use of the language corporal injury in this charge, because corporal injury is bodily injury caused from physical force. So the fact that he's been charged with this and and whatnot is not good.
1: Correct. And also that's a new policy that has been established by the major league baseball and the players Association, from 2015 to combat domestic violence and sexual abuse they created a domestic violence policy where the commissioner can place a player that is suspected of domestic violence on a seven-day suspension while they conduct an investigation and they can they choose to suspend or reinstate or defer the judgment until the investigation is happening So this was new because before that, everything was being swept under the rug. Nobody talked about it.
0: Yes. And that's absolutely a good thing. It is a bad, bad look for sure. Uh, Especially as we move forward in history. Uh, We're not here to pass judgment on the past. And we, we all know that. Things have changed, and when it comes to men and violence with women and and whatnot, it's not 100 years ago anymore. It's not the 1920s. It's the 2020s, and things are a lot different than they used to be. At least this is how they're portrayed in the movies.
1: When we're talking about Julio Urias, this is his second evaluation of that. He was charged with domestic in 2019.
0: He was not charged.
1: Oh, but he was suspended. Sorry.
0: He was was suspended. suspended He was not ultimately charged that time.
1: OK, uh,
0: but he was-, he was suspended for 20 games in 2019 and he came back and was sort of, you know, at least until this incident was viewed as like sort of a redemption story in that regard. So not good. His fate now is sort of unknown. When you look at like Trevor Bauer and the Dodgers, there's a history there. I'm, I'm assuming Major League Baseball is going to take this week and, and basically punt to the Dodgers and they're going to do what they did with Trevor Bauer. They're going to
1: suspend him for more than 30 games right now because this is the second time. Whether he comes back to play baseball ever again, it will be determined by that, but I would say unlikely.
0: Well, it's an important topic, like you said, and I did want to spend a minute on it because I think, for starters, there is some precedent here. I want to bring up a few things, you know, like the Trevor Bauer incident happened with the Dodgers as well. It, It was totally different. Trevor Bauer was never charged with anything either. But he also got handed down the biggest suspension ever. So, considering that Urias got charged and and his physical force caused a bodily injury to, obviously, someone in his family, his wife or kid, maybe even. We don't know all the details right now. You know, I, I'm looking at this. He's got to get a worse suspension than Bauer, right?
1: Oh, he actually has a felony charge right now. Whether he pleads guilty or not guilty, that's a different issue. But well, it's definitely looks a lot worse than anything else yeah. that happened.
0: I want to point out a couple of things. Like, I think for starters, when it comes to Trevor Bauer, the dude is just combative and a little bit stubborn, maybe when it comes to playing the game. I think if he would have come out and like yeah, said, absolutely. this was a big misunderstanding and like, I was never charged with anything and I'm going to do better. I'm going to work, you know, and do better. He would have gotten a different reception than... But he's always been competitive and like, I didn't do anything wrong. It'll be interesting to see how Urias responds compared to Trevor Bauer. You know, I've never really gotten a chance to hear him speak a lot. And I don't know if he still speaks through a translator. He's obviously played for team Mexico in the world baseball classic this year. So it's a pretty sad story all around it's. Like, they're dropping like flies, you know, like Wander Franco, Julio Urias. I'm glad MLB isn't messing around with these circumstances. New
1: York Yankees had a guy this year on July 5th that got suspended for the remaining of the season. Jimmy Cordero for domestic. He was a relief pitcher for the Yankees. Sometimes it flies under the radar, but it happens in all sports. We see it.
0: Absolutely. It's not good. And uh, these guys got to hopefully... Take the acts. examples of others and, and think twice before they do anything. Like, especially, dudes. well, except for Altuve. Just joking, just joking. Um, we have some fun Altuve news to get to as well. Do you have anything else to add about Julio Urias or or anything? Like, I know you spent some time looking into it more than I did yesterday.
1: Um, oh, I think we covered the bases. I was just glad that they implemented a policy in 2015 that changed the image of MLB. And their stance when it comes to domestic violence sexual abuse and all that stuff
0: so yeah absolutely uh, I couldn't agree more yeah no it's good and don't hit your wives guys
1: <laughs> Yeah, girlfriends wives come on
0: kids kids okay well now that that's over with we have a bit more fun news to get to because there was a lot of milestones this week in baseball and we're here to break them all down for you hey! for the record he made it. He got a triple. we stand
1: here amidst my achievement by far my greatest achievement
0: that record's going to hold for a while let me tell you just don't touch my records ever yes yes we have milestones galore to get to um but i want to start with our Our main guy, Julio Rodriguez, the AL Player of the Month, he's got three home runs in his last two games, as we mentioned, despite the fact that the Mariners have lost to the Reds. But Julio makes some history as he becomes the first player in Major League history to have back-to-back 25-25 seasons. In their first two seasons now if you don't know what 25 25 means that stands for 25 home runs and 25 stolen bases so we we are seeing more and more of the combination of power and speed become a factor in this game you know like everyone likes what corbin carroll's doing in in uh, arizona of course we know what acuna is doing in atlanta with the braves so this power speed combo seems to be a thing I, i even see tatis nearing potentially having a 30-30 season now. We'll see if he can stay hot, and he's got a couple homers in his last two games.
1: And I believe this is all due to the rules changes in baseball, the stolen bases.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, you can't deny that You need to have the tools, and and Julio, especially in those new tight pants he's wearing, he's got (laughs) the tools. He did have
1: some tightest pants. Wow! (laughs) Don't
0: don't don't tear him, buddy. You know, like I know you want to show off the physique, but don't tear him, especially with the way you play out there. You know, he's diving around and jumping. You know, like you don't want to tear out there, buddy. Okay, well, congratulations to Julio Rodriguez on that milestone accomplishment. All right, and moving right along. We missed this one on Monday, but we're coming back to it for this segment. Mr. Aaron Judge. Please rise. All rise. All rise. All rise. All rise. Court is now in session. Mr. Aaron Judge, yes, you now have 250 home runs in your career and... As a little nugget to go with this milestone, he is the fastest player in MLB history to reach that milestone. Now,
1: not fastest player in speed, fastest player to get to the milestone.
0: Fastest player in terms of games played. This is it. not to be confused with the youngest. Aaron Judge is certainly not the youngest player ever to hit 250 home runs, but he did do it in the least amount of games. Just so you know, he did that in 810 games, and that was... Good enough by 45 games from the nearest competitor. And I I wrote down the top five just to sort of give everyone an example, especially because it'll be interesting with our next statistic. But the top five were Ryan Howard. He did it in 855 games for the Phillies. Most of those. Ralph Kiner. Now we're going way back, did it in 871 games. Harmon Killebrew, of course, the famous Minnesota twin, uh, did it in 905 games. And our most recent future Hall of Fame retiree, Albert Pujols, did it in 933 games. So Aaron Judge did it by more than 123 games faster than Albert Pujols. Wow. Yeah. And that's the top five. So I just think this might be a mark that never gets touched. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that I think Judge started playing at a younger or at an older age. He was a rookie in, at 24 is when he first started playing in the bigs. And, and you see guys like Acuna and Tatis have been in the bigs since 19. You know, you see more and more guys get called up younger right now. That seems to be the popular trend. And, and there's no more contract manipulations like there was when Judge got called up. So nevertheless, uh, it's impressive feat from Aaron Judge. and we gotta keep it in New York. I'm in a New York state of mind. We got to keep it there because Giancarlo Stanton, yes, Giancarlo has crossed into the 400 home run club. Now, this is interesting because we just talked about Judge and he's at 250 and 400 is closer to 250 than zero is to 250, right? Yeah. But this is interesting to me because of how the list changes. Now, Giancarlo is the 58th player in history of MLB only. Only 58 players still now.
1: In the whole history. With him included. In the whole history.
0: In the whole history to have hit 400 home runs. That's really impressive to me. But when you talk about, we just talked about the top five fastest to do it for 250. Listen to how the names on the list change when it comes to 400. There was only three players to do it faster than Giancarlo. Mark McGuire, who did it in 1,412 games. Babe Ruth who did it in 1,475 games, and Alex Rodriguez, everyone's favorite. Wink, wink. Uh, He did it in 1,489 games. Giancarlo, for the record, did it in 1,520 games. He's good for fourth fastest so you go from like a list of like ryan howard Harmon killebrew erwin pujols okay those are some bigger names ralph kiner maybe a little less well known because of his era and obviously judge is a big name but look at how the list changes you you get right into like two juicers in the babe
1: i was just gonna ask how many juicers are in there well two at least
0: two out of four i guess at this point in the top four anyways it's uh... an
1: impressive list
0: Definitely impressive list. So congratulations to Giancarlo Stanton on joining the 400 home run club. That is certainly going to warrant you a few Cooperstown votes. Not saying that you're a gimme, but you're probably going to be having a gold plaque one day. And I mean, you're not done. Yeah. I don't know if he's got a hundred left in the barrel, but that's, that's going to make him a surefire Hall of Famer. Okay. We are not done. I told you there was a lot to get through and uh we got a couple more to go. Now, we have we have to start with everyone's favorite short man and I and I teased this a little earlier, but uh Mr. Jose Altuve. Even the smallest person can change the course of the future. Wow. What what more can you say?
1: A little speedy guy.
0: The little guy came out yesterday and just jacked 3 home runs in the first 3 innings of the game against Texas two of these came off of the wizard Nathan who who is trying to come back I guess but he he only pitched an inning in a, a third there was talk that this was a really bad decision by the Rangers and that he should have come back to the bullpen and been a helpful arm for them in the bullpen because it, it just Not seems enough. like he's coming trying to come back too quick from whatever's bothering he was so good in the early he was nine and two at one point I remember just really, really, really good. We were calling him the wizard. We
1: even talked about him when it comes to second Tommy John, how well he's yeah. been doing.
0: But- well, something happened to him, and his, his arm got fatigued. He's sinking fast. He he could barely stay in the game last night. And, you know, I I, I was shocked with Bochi was going out there in the second inning and, and taking him out. I was like, what's going on? No. no one really seems to know what's going on in Texas right now. They are tanking fast. And— they need to figure it out if they want to have a chance at playing in October. Um, okay. So now we also have to point out that Altuve homered in his last at-bat on Monday night. So technically, he had four home runs in four straight innings if you count the previous game. Mm-hmm. And that is that is the record since the expansion era in 1961. So that's when a lot of these stats go back to But He's the first player uh, to have... Four straight at-bats with four home runs. Crazy.
1: Crazy because he is not your typical size of a yeah. football player. he
0: doesn't look so like the home run hitter.
1: Right, and he's got a power and speed. I think because he sees the ball in a different angle, it helps him <laughs> out.
0: Yeah, who knows?
1: Different point of view.
0: You can't argue that he definitely has that. Well, either way, it is your record now, Mr. El Tuve. So congratulations and may not be broken anytime soon. It probably won't be. Probably not. Uh- The amount of players that have hit four home runs in one game is so small. I'd have to look up who's even on it. But technically, this is like four straight at-bats. So that's even more rare, I would say. Crazy.
1: Crazy stats.
0: Okay. Well, we got one more home run statistic to get through here. And this involves the 2023 Atlanta Braves. And it doesn't involve Ronald Acuna Jr., of all people. A shocker. Um... But this stat involves home run combos. Let's call it. This is the back-to-back variety of home runs uh, by teammates. And we had a little bit of history last night with the Braves moving into second place, a tie all time. And it's Matt Olson.
1: Olson is gone. Sir.
0: And Austin Riley. I'd be very excited to learn about it, Riley. Riley. They now have seven back-to-back home runs this year. So seven.
1: Let's start singing seven. <laughs> that's hard to do.
0: Crazy how How hard is it to do? Well, that's tied for second with the 2001 Giants. So we got more juice on the menu with Barry Bonds the juices, the juices, the juice, the juice. And and Rich Aurelia, I'm not I'm not saying Rich Aurelia was a juicer, but that was the last teammates to hit seven and only one group of teammates, has hit eight. And that is owned by none other. It's not Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, everybody. That is owned by Andres Galarraga, the big cat, and Larry Walker of the Colorado Rockies, 1997 variety. So a little bit of that thin air maybe helping the Rockies there in the 90s. Nevertheless, that's their record. Eight games of back-to-back home runs for them in 1997. So we'll see. Uh, The Braves have a few weeks here to either tie or break the record. As we like to say around here,
1: Olsen is gone sir.
0: Okay, well, I hope you were able to keep up with all of these magical baseball milestones. It seems like we get some of these like almost every day now. So we'll we'll think about uh, adding this segment to the show going forward and maybe make it part of our Wednesday feature, bring up some of these milestones. Nevertheless, I thought this was a successful first milestone segment, so...
1: Woo-hoo.
0: All right, and that's going to do it for this episode of the Kanika Baseball Podcast. This was a good show, minus the Julio Urias stuff. You know, like, no one likes talking about that crap. But I other than that, mentioned. I enjoyed everything else. Go Cubs go. This thing is go, Cubs, go. go Cubs, go. There it is. Well, the games are getting way underway early today, so uh, we're going to get off the air. Uh, do you
1: have to mention one little thing today?
0: Sure. Oh, I know exactly where you're going with this. Before we get off the air...
1: There's going to be a huge matchup between Astros and Rangers. And who's on the mound? Scherzer versus Verlander.
0: Oh, gosh. This is going to be hilarious. This is the first time, by the way, that two former Cy Young award winners from the same team will be pitching against each other after starting the season on the same team.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah, very crazy. Also, we forgot to mention another fun Trey Turner story.
1: Oh, the Trey Turner story.
0: Trey Turner.
1: On the Phillies. (laughs)
0: of the Phillies was absent from yesterday's game. And, well, there's a good reason for that. Trey Turner's wife was giving birth to a child. Now, some very astute fans noticed that she was in labor and delivering this child exactly nine months to the day that Trey Turner signed his contract with the Phillies for $300 million.
1: Celebrating nine months ago.
0: Yes. They're... they're... It was pointed out that uh, there was possibly a celebration that night between husband and wife, and, uh, well, this might be the result of that. Nevertheless, let's hope he's uh, back with the Phillies soon because they, they probably need him considering they lost 8 to nothing last night. And since that standing ovation that he got, man, he it's has been, been a totally different player. He looks like that Team USA guy out mm-hmm. there. And I'm not a huge Phillies fan, but I, I like Trey Turner, so yeah. I like to see it. And we'll we'll see you back out there, Trey. Congratulations, Congratulations on your on your child. And now for sure that's gonna do it for this episode of the Kanika baseball podcast. But we had a great show today. I thought it was fun. I'm gonna get out of here. Enjoy the games today, everybody. If you want to contact us, you can get a hold of us at Kanika Daily at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, X, Threads, TikTok whatever the heck else there is. Kanika Baseball is how you find us and leave us a message. We will be happy to hear from you. All right, Nika, you got anything else for today?
1: I think you covered all the bases.
0: I like to run the bases.
1: We have early games coming up, starting in an hour, I believe. So we're just going to get out of here. And uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of the day.
0: Yeah, have a good rest of your day, good rest of your week. And we will be back here on Friday, everybody, to keep you updated on the latest and greatest happenings from around the world of baseball. In the meantime, have a great one. Adios. Hi, this is what you need.